0: Welcome to Sync Mind. For a better experience, please use headphones. When we look at our experience of life, when we look at individual experience, everything that human beings experience here is coming from what they see, what they hear, what they smell, taste and touch, or in other words, through the five sense organs. Five sense organs, in the very nature of things, can perceive only that which is physical. You can see only that which is physical, that which is not physical, you cannot see. Similarly to touch, smell, hear, everything has to be physical. So what is the basis of physicality? Physicality means a defined boundary. If there is no boundary, there is no possibility of physicality we can call this a physical body because there is a defined boundary. If there was no definition to this, this would not be physical. So, everything physical has to have a defined boundary. Entire human experience right now is coming from this defined boundary. Whatever structures you try to create, whatever good intentions you have, once again it ends up as one, one more boundary one more division, one more segment in the world, one more caste or creed in its own way. Every one of these things which have become terrible divisions in humanity, I believe they all started with good intentions. I don't think they started with a negative intention. But how many divisions have happened, how we have exploited each other. Talking about poverty, do we have the resource? Well, people are… I mean, if you look at the numbers, you said without a spreadsheet you can't make decisions. If you look at the spreadsheet of the differentiation between what is poor, what is rich in this world, it's obscene to say the least. I'm saying that people are saying the amount of money spent on pet food in Europe and America is enough to take care of basic health care for the entire humanity. I mean, it's obscene to say the least. So, this has happened not with bad intention. This has all happened with good intention. But because human experience is limited to their physical nature, they're trying to think beyond that. But you cannot think beyond your experience. You can think and again you'll end up in another cubicle and another cubicle. So we're talking about consciousness. When we say consciousness, we're talking about a dimension beyond physical nature. When I say dimension beyond physical nature, what is physical to us is all accumulated. This body is an accumulation of the food that we've eaten. What we call as the mind, the content of the mind is something that we accumulated by our impressions and experiences. What you accumulate can only be limited. You cannot accumulate unlimited. You cannot accumulate that which is boundless. So now, we are talking about solutions in a boundless way. When we talk about solving problems seamlessly without thinking who is you and who is me, we need an inner experience which is beyond our physical nature. Only then we will identify beyond this because human mind functions from the identities we have taken. Once we identify ourselves as something, knowingly, unknowingly, We are always trying to protect that identity. So to bring a human being to that dimension of experience that he or she can function beyond identifications is what needs to happen. So when we say well-being, from the imperial times you know well-being meant uh, taking whatever is there everywhere and bringing it to one place and creating well-being in certain people. We kind of evolved out of that. Now we are saying well-being means this continent or that continent. Some people, you're a world bank, you're thinking of the entire world, but we're still leaving out a whole lot of things which are part of our well-being. The well-being of every creature on this planet, the well-being of every tree and plant, the well-being of every microorganism is connected with our well-being. This is not ecological awareness, this is consciousness. If your experience of life was beyond the limitations of your physicality, you would just know this by experience. When you know this by experience, you don't have to generate intention, you will just do the right thing. We have to bring the world to that place, that's a long way, but at least we have to bring the leadership in the world to that place. When I say leadership, it is only a question of maybe 5,000 people on the planet. You know, when I was at the economic forum, they asked me, Sadhguru, if there's one thing we can do for you which will change the world, what is it? I said, I will name twenty-five people, you give them to me for five days, you will see in three years, you will see a significant change on the planet. They asked, who are these people? I named the twenty-five heads of states of the major nations on the planet, give them to me for five days, you will see everything will change. (laughs) Because There is money, there is resource, there is technology, only the intent is missing. But the intent is missing not because of bad intentions, not because of some evil in their minds. Intent is missing because there is no larger experience within themselves. Those of you who are young, you don't understand what I'm talking right now. (laughs) Because youth means it comes with enormous energy. Slowly, it doesn't matter how well you keep yourself. I think I kept myself pretty well, but still, you don't have the same energy. Well, I'm doing better than most youth, (laughs) but… but still you don't have the same energy after some time. So this moment of enormous energy is the time when we can make tremendous things happen. But unfortunately, your intelligence may get hijacked by the hormones that you can't think straight, it… it just gets entangled into this and that. So this energy largely goes waste in anger, in compulsions of various kind, this and that. If only youth invest a little bit in stabilizing themselves, if you bring stability to your way of being, this energy can become a tremendous force. This energy is a real solution to the world for everything, for every problem that you have. The energy that the youth carries, if it had stability, it would become a solution for every problem that we have on the planet because that human energy is needed to make things happen. So as a part of this, we are going into schools this yoga day as I was telling you, eighteen thousand six hundred and thirty-two schools across India we're bringing a simple yogic practice that we're training teachers so that they will sustain it for the children to bring this balance. I'll tell you how this balance is. When we opened our Asia home school of… Uh, you know, a decade ago, one day I went in the morning to the assembly where all the tiny tots were sitting, all seven-year-olds are sitting. They're all… Then I said, why do these kids have become like this? They're like broken tops. So I just said, twelve minutes a day, we just brought brought some simple sounds, seven notes of the Indian classical music, every day twelve minutes, they do. After two months I go, they're all sitting like this. That's all it takes, I'm saying. The simple methodology of what brings stability into a human being, unfortunately is missing in our education systems. Our education system is all about how to exploit everything in the universe. Our idea of science is just this, how to use everything in the world, including human beings. Yes? How to use an invisible atom, how to use an invisible microbe, how to get protein out of bacteria. Why? I mean, we are looking at the world as a killing field. We are looking at the world as a way to squeeze it. This is fundamentally because we're in pursuit of happiness. This is the biggest problem. If you pursue happiness, you will endlessly run without ever finding it because it's not out there. Every human experience, joy and misery, both are generated from within us. If you know how to manage this, if your mind and your body took instructions from you, keeping this healthy and joyful would be a natural consequence. Now your body is compulsive, your mind is in a compulsive mode and now you are in pursuit of happiness. This is a mad humanity just ravaging through the world. The more empowered humanity becomes, the more damage they will cause. Let us admit this much, it's the educated on the planet who have caused the maximum damage to this planet, isn't it so? The uneducated don't cause so much damage. So, our education has not brought sense to us. Our education has not brought life sense to us. It has only given us empowerment as to how to squeeze life out of every damn thing in the universe. So, our mode of education has to change. Fundamentally, how to live, how to manage this one is not there. We know how to manage the entire universe, but we don't know how to manage this. What is it that human beings are struggling with? Their thought and their emotion, entire life. They spend an entire lifetime still not knowing how to manage their own thought and their own emotion. Something as simple as, let's say, anger. From the caveman till now, you're getting angry the same way, isn't it? There is no high-tech way to get angry. Maybe today if you get angry, you don't pick up a stick, you pick up a nuclear weapon, but the same anger, nothing has changed. I'm saying such a simple emotion, we can't handle it. Why? Because the education systems have not given a moment to the quality of what this is. We're trying to teach discipline, we're trying to teach morality. People know how to subvert those things. Only if you create an inclusive experience, then there is no subversion of that because it is life enhancing in every way. Every moment, whatever every human being is trying is just this, in some way to expand their experience of life. Somebody may think money will do it, somebody may think wealth will do it, somebody may think knowledge will do it or love will do it. Basically what you're thinking is to be little larger than who you are right now. But if that happens, you want to be little larger than that. If that happens, little larger than that. So you're going in installments towards what? Fundamentally, you want to become boundless. But you're approaching boundlessness or infinite nature in installments. Infinity in installments is a hopeless case. It's a hopeless case. Even if you become the king or queen of this planet, it's not going to stop you. Look at the stars. Already we are, isn't it? if you conquer five galaxies, you think you will stop? Let's understand the fundamental nature of a human being. We don't know how to manage our minds, but we want to manage thousand people, obviously you will go bonkers. So fundamentally, if your mind took instructions from you, would you keep yourself blissful or miserable? It's a question. Blissful, isn't it? So, the fundamental thing is just this, Nobody ever taught you from your kindergarten to your Ph.D. How to manage this? So this is what needs to happen to humanity. They must know how to keep their body, how to keep their mind, how to manage this. If you know how to keep this joyful, when you're joyful, let me ask you this question. If I meet you when you're very joyful, I'm sure you're a wonderful human being. Yes or no? But if I happen to meet you when you're angry, when you're frustrated, when you're miserable about something, you're depressed, you could be nasty. Yes or no? This is true with every human being. So we have not taken care of the most fundamental thing, how a human being should be within himself or herself. We are leaving it to ethics, morality and fixing the world. You fix the world as much as you want. If you fix it anymore, there will be no planet left. We've fixed it that far already, but still we're in pursuit of happiness. From pursuit of happiness to expression of joy, if you do not shift, there is really no solution for anything. Youth, this is the time to do it, the first thing before you step out into the world is that this must be in a wonderful state. If this steps out in a wonderful state, it will do only wonderful things. When you are feeling wonderful, are you not wonderful to everything around you? That's the only insurance you have. When you're joyful, you will not think of doing anything nasty. That's true with all of you, isn't it? That's true with every human being. But when you're feeling nasty, there's every possibility you will find good reason to do something nasty. Yes, you will find a very good reason to do something nasty. And to be balanced, to be joyful, if these two things happen, the third thing will be a consequence that you will use your body and your mind to the best. There is substantial medical and scientific evidence to show that if you're in a pleasant state of experience, then your intelligence and your physiology functions at its best. There is lots of medical evidence today to show that for twenty-four hours, which has not happened to most human beings, but twenty-four hours if you spend without a moment of anxiety or agitation or irritation or stress or anything, simply blissed out for twenty-four hours. If you stay like this, they say your intellectual capacity would increase almost hundred percent in twenty-four hours' time. So, we could do with little more sense on the planet for sure, and we could do with little more joy. Right now, your entire experience of life is being gathered through the five senses of seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching. Everything that you know, all judgments that you make is coming from the information that you gathered through five senses. These five senses gather information in a very fragmented way in the sense If you see this part of my hand, you cannot see this part of my hand. If I show you this, you can't see this. This is not just with my hand, even with a grain of sand it's true. If you perceive one part, you can't perceive the other. And you know everything only by comparison. When I say comparison, suppose… suppose you were a tall person, that is you were six feet tall. Now you stand like a tall person. You walk like a tall person, you think like a tall person, you feel like a tall person, you are a tall person. You went to another society where everybody is eight feet tall. Suddenly you stand like a short person, walk like a short person, think like a short person, feel like a short person and you are a short person. So what I am saying is, what you perceive in comparison is not perception, it's a distortion of reality. It is good enough for survival in a particular situation, but you don't know anything about anything around you because you perceived everything only as it is relevant to your survival. To such an extent, you do not even know what… what is light, light and darkness. That's insulting. you see, seen an owl, the bird, the owl. If you and an owl sat together and started an argument as to which is light and which is darkness, where would it go? Endless argument. I'm asking who is right? You are the owl. Who is right? You don't really know, that's a fact of the matter. What you see as light, somebody else is seeing as darkness. What is day for you is night for somebody else, isn't it? And there are more night creatures on this planet. Just if you hold an election and if you make every... if you give everybody a franchise, the night creatures will win hands down because their numbers are huge. All right? So, what I'm saying is your sense organs are good enough instruments for survival. But once you come as a human being, survival is not good enough, isn't it? Till it is taken care of, it's a big issue. Once it's taken care of, doesn't mean anything. Because for every other creature, there's only one issue for them. Stomach full, life settled for them. But for a human being, stomach empty, only one problem, food. Stomach full, 100 problems. Yes, who has more problems? Poor or the rich? Rich have complex problems. Poor have only one problem: food. They truly believe this one thing is taken care of, everything is settled. Only when it is settled, they know it is not so because the nature of the human being is like this. For every other creature, their life ends with fulfillment of survival process. For a human being, life begins only after survival process is taken care of. So, what is beyond is in many different ways. The simple thing is this, these five sense organs, because they are survival instruments, the moment you were born, they came awake. You start… you could see, you could hear, you could smell and all this stuff. But anything beyond survival, unless you strive, it will not come into your life. So, this striving to know beyond sense perception has not happened to a large segment of humanity because that's been taken out of our education systems. There was a time when that was an important part of growing up in the world but today we've completely banished that because our entire education system is somehow meshing you into your right shape and size so that you fit into the economic engine. It's a very gross way of running the world. If you're willing to commit thirty hours of focus time we will give you a vehicle through which you touch something which is beyond sense perception.